Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and apologies for the late start. Everything was falling apart. It was a great start. We had Alara join the call, and my screen went black, and everybody's camera stopped working. And then after that, I got her camera working, which then caused everybody else's camera to stop working, and we had to redo pretty much everything there to get started. But we're here now, and we're happy to be here to talk about the news of the week and all of the excited things going on in Tamriel right now. So... Before we move on too much further, I just want to introduce all of the guests tonight in case anybody isn't aware or is finally joining us for the first time. So, below me, Lost in Hyrule, can you tell everybody a little bit about you and who you think you are? I think that I'm a person who really likes Zelda, but Elder Scrolls is pretty cool too. I'm wearing the Champion's Tunic from Breath of the Wild. It is the best wear for this temperature right now. I serve as a moderator on the UESP Discord, and I do some editing on the wiki. He also destroys microphones. And that voice you hear, (laughs) ethereal in the background, is AKB, who is going to introduce himself now. I'm AKB. I'm an admin for the UESP, and I buy people microphones occasionally, and then they break (laughs) them immediately (laughs) and don't do anything to get them fixed. Yes, we've been working on some of the production quality stuff for the show, and AKB kindly bought Lost in Hyrule a microphone, which proceeded to never work. So I think Lost is dealing with the RMA process on that right now, which will be just all of the fun. So much fun. Yep. And then continuing our counterclockwise, the counterclockwise location, Alara. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm Alara, and I'm an admin on the UESP forum and Discord. I edit the wiki and do some of the social media. Awesome. And last but not least, Baratron is back with us again. I was back with you last week. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why again. I was. I was here last week. Yeah, you were here, so now um, it's again, because it's happened twice in again, a row now. Again, okay. All right. Um, so I'm Baratron. I'm the uh, guildmaster of the UESP Guild on PCNA. I'm an admin on the Discord, and I'm sure I do other stuff as well, like the, the odd bit of wikiing and such like. Because we all do eventually. Most of us. Most of us. I look yes. around guiltily. Mm. My my editing hasn't been so good. Um, good news for tonight: mm. we are hosting a giveaway where we are going to be giving away three people. I believe three. Is that correct, AKB? Is that what we decided on? Yes. Yes. Three furniture items to people in the chat who for less than a 1,000 crowns each. So you can pick any item you want from the crown store that is less than 1,000 gold and or crowns, and we'll be giving them away at the end of the show. Bad news about this is Streamlabs seems to be down completely and our giveaway bot won't work. So how this is going to work is I'm going to close my eyes and pick some names out of the chat. Uh, So if you are watching after the show, I'm going to close my eyes and click on your name and you have a chance to win. So make sure you stick around after the show because that's the only way I'm going to be able to record if you are here or not. So if you want a chance to win... no duplicate winners, correct? No, I can't. Yeah. Okay. No duplicate winners, so. Good. Oh, good. AKB zoomed out, and everybody's very happy about this. Um, so, yeah, so if you want a chance to win, 
make sure you tune in after the show and we will do a giveaway at that point. But on that note, I think it's time to move over to talk about what we've been up to for the past week. And I move over just as Baratron sneezed into the camera there. <laughs> awesome. So Scholarly Pursuits is the part of the show where we kind of um, talk about the different items in Elder Scrolls lore, work, what we've been doing for the past week. So I'm going to mix it up and start over with Baratron. And you can tell us what you've been up to for the past week. Um, I have been doing all of the Master Rits, all of them. Uh, so, and as a result, uh, we've been able to add four new crafting sets to the guild hall. So we now have all Imperial City, all Rothgar, all Hughesbane, all Gold Coast, all Vardenfell, and all Clockwork City sets, plus the slowed semblance from Somerset. Um, so that's a lot of attunable sets. And thank you very much to the various guildies for donating their master it's that they don't want or in some cases they do the master it's themselves and then donate the uh, tunable crafting stations and I go off and attune them nice. um and since the master it's still focus on base game up to clockwork city rather than going on and getting somerset and Mine elsewhere what we're going to do is uh go for the hard to reach ones so um there's the various uh the Two, two of each, there's two Majors Guild and two Fighters Guild sets which require you to actually have finished the um, almost completely finished the storyline so you can go to Ivea or the Earthforge so um, yeah we're going, to, we're going to go for those four next you can put those ones, I thought those ones weren't attunable mm, no they are they okay. are because a uh, friend of mine's guild has, has all of the sets well, that's good then. Yeah, that includes that includes uh, Cagmax Hope, which is one of those. And yeah. Scanners. Yeah. Awesome. So that'd be good because that's such a pain to get out to those locations. And uh, yes, Master Rits, they are very boring. But but I was able to use Ritworthy, which I talked about last time, and that sped it up quite a bit. Fantastic. I also had this really weird conversation with the Guild, if anybody wants to know. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Because I, I ran into this, I was in, uh, I was cruising around uh, the the uh, various skill traders like I do every week, and I found I was in Windhelm and there was this dead NPC there called Leaf Draugr Eater, and I was like, okay, why would anybody want to eat a Draugr? Sounds kind of unhygienic. And various other people <laughs> chimed in on this, and I was like, drunken bet sounds like a very drunken Nord thing to do, and then someone else was like, maybe he wants to become one, and then somebody else pointed out that Draugr, you know, are they only cursed to come back to life no matter how many times they're killed? So doesn't that mean if you cut them to pieces and devour them, they'll still come back to life eventually? Oh, they're gonna come back inside your tummy. Yeah, they might do. They might do. Yeah. I don't like that and, at all. Uh, no, I know. And then one of the other guys pointed out that, you know, this guy's a dead NPC. And I was like, well, I just assumed that he was stabbed because, you know, it's the, the, the Thieves Guild and uh, Dark Brotherhood mm. festival going on at the moment. So I just assumed that he was stabbed by another by a player. But, but maybe maybe he ate the dragon and exploded. I don't know. I'm going to guess he ate dragon and it came alive. And there we him. go. Yeah, yeah. I don't like what that at all. We're going to move over to Alara now. Hopefully she has less <laughs> gruesome scholarly pursuits for the week. <laughs> so I finally have my mead from the official cookbook. Oh, yay. How um, is it? 
It's good. So I made two kinds. I made the hunting brew mead and blackbriar. Um, hunting brews like um, apple, lavender, and ginger. And that one was pretty sweet, but the lavender is a bit overpowering, I think. But um, the blackbriar is pretty good. It's blackberry, uh, clove, cinnamon, and rose hips, I believe. And um, reminds me a bit of some wassail I had, which if you guys haven't heard of it, it's like a medieval punch, basically. Interesting. But yeah, definitely recommended. Fun pylon fact. I used to have an apiary, and I used to make my own mead back in the day. So, like, the full process of, like, taking the honey, fermenting it, distilling it, everything from there. So, now I want to redo that again. and make Every other conversation with you, we seem to learn about in past. <laughs> I have career. many past hats. Yeah, the, um, the meats in the cookbook are uh, quick mead, so... It's yeah. just a ferment them like up to three months. So these were about two. And I was tired of them sitting there and the, they had cleared. So I'm like, might as well try them. Awesome. So, what did you ferment them in? Yeah. Uh, just big like glass jugs. Big um, glass jugs, yeah. Like they're, I think it's called like a carboy. Yep. Awesome. The thing, so, the thing I got out of that is that you pronounce it wassail. And... I've That's only how ever I introduced that around here. We just call it wassail, but that's just a Christmas thing, and it's just apple cider with red hots dissolved in it. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I I don't know what exactly it was, but it was uh, something at school, and that's how they pronounced it, the teachers and stuff. So that's how it's spelled. What? So I get it. It's wassail. Here Is we it? go, we're wassailing along the leaves so green. Here we go, we're watering yeah, so America. far. To be safe. Yeah, America. I know. Pronounce everything wrong. Well, we're you all learning you stuff tonight. <laughs> you have an entree for your main course, for goodness sake, even though entree means starter. So. Yeah, I learned that one recently and it made me sad. Like, why are we using a French word and using it wrong? It's not right. <laughs> In your foyer? <laughs> I, I reckon I reckon that's one of the reasons why the uh, French Canadians are so are so angry all the time. <laughs> no, that's not the reason. They're just angry that's all the time. That's one of the reasons. About that's everything. <laughs> what else is new, Alara? I was... Darn it. I was trying to remember the uh, Quebec independence uh, rallying uh, slogan, and I, it just slipped my mind. It's Quebecus something. Nailed it. All right. Alara, what else is new with you? Quebec should be um, its own country. So I've mainly been working on my Pax East blog post, finally. Um, I have a version of it like live on the blog. It's blog.uesp.net. I still have to add my um, pictures from the Bethesda event itself, but I plan to do that tonight. So awesome. all the text is up, all the pictures from the first day are up. So yeah, feel free to read it. So where can they see that specifically if they're going to go? Is it blog.uesp.net? Yeah, blog.uesp.net. And it'll be like just right toward the top of the page. Awesome. I'm trying to scroll through our show notes to see where everybody is because Baratron's notes are so long. <laughs> they're like <laughs> entire. Sorry. No, it's fine. Lost, how about you? I what are you doing? <laughs> so I kept up with the Blades Golden Chest Week and so got a decent amount of treasure from out of that, which was fun. And it helped me recoup some of the gold I had spent because building upgrades get really expensive and it sort of stinks to just bottom out your account and then slowly build it up again 
but I'm once again over a hundred thousand and I'm sure I'll find something else to completely blow it on. Yep. And then I made some concentrated effort to try to get new information when it comes to documenting Skyrim pinball. I was able to, with a new character, because I figured I wasn't very far, I could just power through. I found the last two non-expert level spells I hadn't fully documented. I got their purchase costs and spell casting magicka costs. So the only thing left for me to do as far as just lists go is power level all the way to level 70 magic user, find every single expert level spell, and raise my smithing all the way to level 100 and make dragon bone weapons and armor. So that's all. So my takeaway from that is your last project was uh, that you've kept on not uh, not doing was Skyrim Pinball, and then I sent you that microphone, and now that's a new project. So what I need to do is send you another new project, so suddenly the microphone will just be fixed. I will look into the microphone support stuff after this call, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to mail you a puzzle and go like, hey, I need this done like tomorrow and i'll go like i'll just get a message about the microphone being fixed and i'll be happy i might fix the puzzle too Ooh. Like, if i actually sent you a puzzle would you do it the awkward zombie uh comic strips about link being an idiot but solving puzzles really well those really speak to me <laughs> so i would recommend looking those up if you guys want to see lost in hyrule assemble a puzzle on stream, let us know in the chat. Yep, I would watch I, that. I took a class one time I had to do Rubik's Cubes. I forget the last steps, but I can fiddle with it long enough to solve them. You took a class on Rubik's Cubes? My sister that? can solve them blindfolded, and it really annoyed me that she learned how to do that before I did. In my <laughs> high school, there was a thing called May term, where the last two weeks of the year... You just took a bunch of different weird electives. So I had two periods yeah. a day listening to Beatles music, a period a day learning how to do Rubik's Cubes, two periods where I learned to play the board game Diplomacy. It was a cool way to end the year. <laughs> High school or college? High school. That's very interesting. Yeah, That's, it was uh, private school. Oh. Uh, well, la-ti-da. Um, That's so cool. So anyway, I'll fix the microphone. Sorry, AKP. <laughs> Uh, you're, so you're great, Ken. Awesome. And AKB, what's been new with you? I've been slowly grinding through all of the Creation Club content. Now, it should kind of say something for the fact that I have actively been trying to do it and I'm not done. There is a lot of it, but... We keep adding I more. I don't know how... My jury is still out on how I feel about it, and I really feel like... I kind of just need to write down a summary of most of how I felt about it, because it's a very mixed bag. Um, besides that, I noticed some people comment on, on the fact that I play ESO in first person. And I did switch to third person because I'm fine with either one, but I really do prefer uh, first person because I like looking up close at things. Now, I don't mind third person, uh, I don't play competitive, so it doesn't matter for that. Any fights, but, though, it gets so hard. Not being yes, able to see uh, what's on the ground. On some bosses, I will switch out if it actually does get somewhat tough. But I do just prefer looking at things in first person. The world is 
very beautiful, and I like how everything's put together. I like looking at it. But third person's fine, so I didn't mind switching for the stream. Awesome. Yeah, myself, I haven't really done too much because I was away at a bachelor party all weekend long, which was fun, and there was basically no internet access, so my weekend of video games consisted of no video games whatsoever. So I didn't really get to do too, too much as far as Elder Scrolls, except for I have been playing a decent amount of Legends throughout the week. Um, the speed, the game seemed to be going uh, like faster than they used to be. Uh, I think they sped up a lot of the animations and stuff like that. So it means I can easily play it on like a break at work. And that kind of gives me a little bit of playing time there. So I've been doing that a lot more. Um, and then still haven't really got into ESO. I've missed too many days for the daily reward. So I'm really hoping I still have enough to get the shield. Because that shield looks awesome on those daily rewards. So I haven't been doing my logins there. But yeah, so not too, too much... New out of Pylon this week, but we do have some news to talk about. So let's go talk about that now, as soon as I figure out how to use a computer. Gosh, drama. <laughs> Speaking of drama. We have a decent amount of news to talk about tonight. And uh, before we get into any of that, it does work for the segue. Before we start talking about that, uh, AKB, did you want to mention the UESP news for that we have this week? What UESP news? I don't remember anything. That we are making a calendar. I'm joking. I (laughs) usually say I don't remember. But that's usually because you don't remember. I here's the thing. I don't remember in the context I'm given if I usually know what's going on. It's just I don't remember specifically until someone says it. But yes, I we're putting together a calendar for the 2020 year. I can't think of a better way to say that. Uh, we put a, together a calendar for 2018 and. A lot of people seem to really like it, so we're going back to that. We're going to put that together, and if there's enough submissions that are decent enough, we'll also throw together a 2019 one just for that continuity. It's not a high priority, though. It's We are kind of looking into doing a second design because someone said they wanted to do that, but if we... I was going to grab my copy of the calendar, which I have it around here somewhere but i couldn't find it right now because i got one ages ago that i won from a guild raffle actually which do is you a... think you could find it if i talked about it for like a minute yes okay run <laughs> okay uh the if you want to submit your stuff just you, the only important detail is the fact that it has to be stuff you made like it can be art you made yourself. It can be screenshots. As long as you took it yourself, we're good with it. And that's just because we don't want to step on your toes. Go like, oh, this is just, uh, oh, you stole my art. Or, of course, we don't want to steal stuff. We, we kind of want to showcase what our community can do, too. 
go like, oh, hey, this is something we put together. Super cool, all that. Uh, it should be available for download before the start of the 2020 year. I'm starting to doubt he's going to find it in time. Uh, I just so, opened the mine. And... Oh, there he is. Did he find it? No luck. <laughs> Darn. No, so I'll make sure to show some pictures of it. I have some. I know I took some of it, so I'll be sure to post those on social media afterwards. So, Is it e just ESO or all of TESS? It is all Elder Scrolls games, even pinball, as Baratron put it. And if you have a good enough shot of pinball that you can convince me to put in the calendar, I'm very impressed. Except the one caveat, I believe, was Legends artwork, correct? Yes, because there's no original... Because uh, you can't take an original shot of that game. It's all artwork made by them. Yes. There is no actual user input there. What if you take a bunch of different pieces of artwork and collage it into a cool scene? Does it have to be a just It would be, be extremely transformative for me to consider that. But That's fair. A very interesting interaction between multiple cards. <laughs> it's considering that it's mostly going to be landscapes it's very unlikely it's going to be included okay well i'll try anyways that'll be my new goal to see if i can get legends somehow being contributed in there legends is very pretty and we might uh we used i think oblivion art for uh the star signs i don't know we might use uh, the legends art for uh the star signs this year but Again, we're still designing it. We'll figure out what looks best. Awesome. So we have a decent amount of ESO news this week, and there's some interesting news. So I'm going to jump out of order in our show notes a little bit, and we're going to start with the patch notes conversation so we can have a little bit of a chat into that. Um, as many of you may know, it appears that the uh, patch notes were leaked by a member of the community before they were meant to go live. And then there was a lot of conversations happening about, are these fake? Are these real? What parts are real? And then I think some people started adding fake things and it kind of got out of hand quickly. So Zenimax online popped on and said, okay, someone's leaked this, uh, not saying who, but our legal team is working on it now. So they're going to likely have some fun, fun with that, dealing with that. But here's the real patch notes. Um, uh, something we should we should point out is this is for uh, update twenty three, yes, which is called Scalebreaker, and it is uh, the first week of the public test server. The actual uh, patch won't be going live for about five to six weeks. Yes. So so the patch notes. There's always a huge number of changes uh, yeah. for the first week of the patch notes. And there's usually usually what all happen is there's a big theme with the different patch notes. I think previously we had the combat some combat changes, we had the racial changes, we've had things like that throughout them. So they'll do a big deep dive on these kind of bigger content patches and try to do a bunch of balancing. Um, so what seems to have happened, as it kind of always does, is there's a lot of numbers in there that people look at and according to the community, the sky has started falling and everything is terrible and the world is ending. 
Um, I think I spent the past like two days going through Discord servers just seeing the number of people that are saying, well, I'm quitting Elder Scrolls Online now. What are some other good games? Or, well, there's never going to be a healer again in ESO. And kind of just talking about that, I think everyone needs to calm down a little bit. You're all freaking out a little preemptively. And it kind of happens every single time. There was, uh, when when they made the change to um, tanks, and I say the change to tanks, and I'm talking There's been many of them. (laughs) It was about two years ago, they changed uh, that you wouldn't regenerate stamina when blocking. Yeah, the and if you were using an ice staff, you wouldn't regenerate magicka while blocking. And apparently, this was the end—the end of tanking. And in yeah. fact, I, though I do know a few people who who left Elder Scrolls over it, ESO, and uh, eventually, you know, started creeping back because they realised they enjoyed the game, they missed the community, and oh my goodness, they learned to adapt. Yeah. So was that in Marwin? defense? of the outrage. I think it was, yes. I'm <laughs> in defense of the people who are outraged. I it is a big part of online culture that messages are best received if they are very intense in nature. There isn't much tone on the internet to put it one way, and one of the only ways people really get things across is to express it as clearly as possible that they don't like something and that's an important thing for a community that you care about to go like oh hey i definitely don't like this change i don't want to see it done there okay okay go ahead (laughs) no go ahead so there is value in giving your feedback and i recommend everybody go and try the pts See how things feel. See if there's some problems. But outrage of saying, this is terrible. I'm quitting the game. Everything is bad. That kind of feedback generally will fall on deaf ears because that happens every time there is a change to anything ever on the internet. Um, That's also true. So when people see that kind of, and I think developers especially, they see those kind of feedbacks. It's like, okay, they're just being irrational at this point. It'll blow over and we'll wait and see. But when you can go in and give reasonable feedback saying, here's a list of all of the problems I have with this. This is going to cause this. This is going to cause this. This is going to cause this. That is like developers, we know, they know, are not infallible. They will make changes. This is a five-week window that they're going to be going in to make updates and changes and things like that. Though they can only learn what's not going to work if they have a number of people showing them what's not working versus everybody quitting and throwing hissy fits just kind of gets away from the actual purpose of giving feedback. Because because of the whole issue with um, with the leak... The patch notes were posted on Saturday night, Sunday morning, depending on your time zone. The actual PTS didn't go live until this afternoon. And so people are reading... Exactly. And what I want to do is I want to take a group of people uh, who play on the PCNA server, and I want us to run content on live, record it, and then run the same content on PTS and record it and see the difference. That's the only way you can get a fair... If you've got the same players with the same skills, same gear, and see see the difference, you know, does is it does it take twice as long? Is everybody, yeah. you know, is everybody's DPS halved? Is it all a disaster? That's the only way you can actually do a fair 
a fair test. And I really hope that some of the, well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm certain that some of the, um, the high-end rating guilds will be doing this. But I hope that they will think to do the control, which is to run it right. first on live and record it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you actually plan to do that with the USB guild? Uh, yeah, if I can do, if I, if I can get a group together. Well, let's... I don't know when, though. Might be Thursday. And I guess that's the moral of the message here. Keep it constructive as yes. possible. Because, I mean, it's going to come across a lot more clear if you go like, hey, this is what I don't like. I know I don't like it because I tried it and I know it doesn't work mm. out. This, versus... this oh. kind of also reminds me very much of when Morrowind came out, when they announced Wardens, everyone said specifically, Wardens are broken, the game is terrible, I'm quitting Elder Scrolls Online because Wardens are too good and because, based Except on what the me. patch note said. Based on what I the patch like... note said. And then as soon as... Every, then they released the patch notes before the PTS went live again. The PTS went live. Everyone went like, oh, they're okay, I guess. They're not that great. And like to this day, they're not that great. And they got nerfed even further as time went on. Like This happens every time. People freak out. They just start going, oh, no, everybody's on my lawn. I got to get them off my lawn because this is how I do it. That's my angry old lady voice for... Everybody has been asking for me to do an angry old lady voice on the stream. They tell everybody to get off, get off their lawn. I like doing things the way that they do. They're never going to be better. And then two patches go by or two iterations of the PTS and everything's fine again. So I think it's just like a slow down. You don't need to quit Elder Scrolls Online because healing is going to be harder than it was before. Wait and see, test it out, see how the new sets work in, con in, like, in conjunction with the changes they make. Things will probably be okay. One see, he, I... the, sorry to cut you off, Baratron. Oh. No, go we ahead. We need a talking stick. Can we, can we get a talking <laughs> stick and pass it around? Um, one thing I will say is that the new combat team, um, I don't know everybody on it, but I do know Brian Wheeler and Gilliam the Rogue, and they are good guys. And they would not be proposing these changes just because their robot says these numbers and they've done the math. Okay. Not mentioning any, any previous people at all because um, the previous combat lead was, was a nice guy as well, um, although unpopular with fans. But these uh, Brian Wheeler I trust. He's a really, really yeah. nice person. He seems to he knows what he's doing. And I feel that they've put the thought into it. They're working also on a lot more data than any of us have. They can see exactly how long it is that every single person takes to complete how much content. Like all of that data is what yes. they have. So again. a lot of them, again, they're not infallible. They do make mistakes, but it's also to us, something might seem ludicrous, but they may say, no, the data backs this up. See yeah, that's uh, I we're just gonna I'm gonna I want I have like thirty comments I wanted to make. I'm I sorry. Just, I was just gonna make sure that you knew that Baratron's comments are not directed at any robots we may have in our audience right now or in our <laughs> hosting panel. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the thing about having all that data though is it can cause blindness to how it feels to. 
totally. person. And that's a very common problem for a lot of developers. Uh, usually this causes them to make the game too hard, specifically. And because to them, oh, hey, the game's super easy because they've played it for a thousand hours just bug testing. They know the game inside and out, so it's super, super easy for them. And that can cause them to make changes that don't make sense for 99% of people. And then but, the way they fix oh, that is by allowing for a PTS yeah. to exist for people to go in and determine, oh, this does feel good and this doesn't feel good. Yeah, exactly. Now, the other thing I wanted to say was when you're talking about the Morrowind changes, I thought you were referring to the Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind <laughs> and the fan uh, outrage back then over how the series went from classic RPG to the new RPG model. And everyone's going like, this is the most insane thing ever. And if you look at that, nothing's changed in like 20 years. Yeah. Every, we're all just repeating the same potions as back then. We didn't like, start the fire. <laughs> uh, Lady Nerevar, who is a, a regular with the UESB, the Imperial Library, and the Elder Scrolls community in general... Uh, she actually dug up a news group discussion yes. from way back in the day. and the News groups were a thing. <laughs> they're still a thing. It's just, it's mostly for trading illegal things now. It's, it, it, God, I'm calling it like I see it. That's what they're <laughs> for now. Uh, but it was just a conversation between uh, some random fan and uh, Debella, the a uh, person who literally inspired uh, the name for the character Debella, and she was basically talking mad shit about how Bethesda was going. Like, Debella's going like, yeah, no, Bethesda's done with uh, RPGs. Marlon's going to be a complete mess because uh, Julian Lefay left, and he was the RPG guy. No one else there knows what they're doing. And then Marwind is probably the favorite RPG of the series for the largest group of fans. It's just... Yeah. It's so there, sequential. There are two, you know, like, old proverbs. One says there's nothing new under the sun. The other one says war, war never changes. And I think both have merit in this context. One of those is not really an ancient proverb, I think. No, it is. Uh, who was it? I believe it is. The statement you're looking for is war. Yeah. War isn't good for... Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War isn't good for. I think you messed up the song. Maybe. I was trying to quote Fallout. <laughs> it's not originally from Fallout. Uh, Is it from Sun Tzu? It's not Sun Tzu. I feel like he wrote One second. It's I, fine. It's Ulysses S. Grant, the 18th president of the United States. He said I have he never advocated peace. war except as a means of peace. So seek peace, but prepare for war. Because war... War never changes. War is like winter, and winter is coming. That's where that came from. Wait, too, that? By the way. Are you for real? I'm serious. That is a real quote. Both of those are from the same quote. Everyone's looking this up now. Every, literally everybody <laughs> is fact-checking AKB on this, because that's amazing. Yes, uh, Ulysses S. Grant inspired both Fallout and Game of Thrones. Interesting. Wow. As you awesome. can tell from the last season, where... The drinking of the writing staff took over. It's like <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant's real life. 
so still not completely ancient, but older than I expected. Well done. Well done. Should we talk about some of the other patch notes? Yes. So just as a final note on Will that they apply one. Will to Ulysses as Grant? No. There's some super nifty stuff. Um, apart, you know, there's the combat change that everybody's moaning about. There's a load of non-combat changes that are very, very cool, uh, like multi-crafting. Yes. So uh, when update 23 goes live, you'll be able to go to a crafting station and make multiples of, of an item, or you'll be able to literally go along and check um, up to 30 and, you know, check check off 30 things and then hit decon and they'll all deconstruct at once. So everybody can uninstall the add-ons that they had trying to get this yeah. to work. <laughs> I mean, it'll be great for people on console who don't have the add-ons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, undaunted keys become currency, so when you, when you log in uh, for the first time, your undaunted keys move from your inventory tab into the currency tab and then of course they're shared across all the that's characters. just such a good quality of life change because it never made sense that they were bound by character because the gear that you could get from them was done not bound by character so that's a great quality of life change um there's going to be new titles to earn which are things uh like like you've got the top of the ledger domain skill you can get a title for it um and jewelry crafting writs now if you guys remember when we went to the Bethesda game day, gameplay day, Rich Lambert actually said during uh, one of the talks that players had been sending him jewelry crafting masterettes because they were so annoyed at um, <laughs> the cost of the materials. They're awful. Need, yeah. The cost of the materials needed to actually compare to how many rip routes you got back. So thanks to uh, the players who made their displeasure known to Rich Lambert. Um, from update 23, uh, the majority of jewelry crafting master writs will be wanting a superior piece of jewelry, which is blue, uh, with a rare chance of epic, which is purple, and a very rare chance of legendary, which is uh, gold. And apparently, the number of uh, writ vouchers awarded from newly received epic and le legendary jewelry crafting master writs has been significantly increased, but the change is not retroactive, so there's no point. Um, uh, Keeping a whole load of, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Stockpiling, that's the word. Stockpiling a whole load of old jewelry crafting master it's over the next month, waiting for update 23 to go live because they'll still have the same number of writ vouchers. But I, I did my jewelry crafting master, uh, my jewelry crafting writs on PTS today and I didn't get a master writ, so I was sad because I wanted to know, I wanted to know well, <laughs> how many writ vouchers they're going to ask for. Can I interrupt you to ask you a question? Yes. How do you hotkey an item in ESO? I have no clue. Hold Q. Yeah, you go to the... Uh... So there should be at the top right corner of your window there. There's a, one of the There's filters is quick slot. Right? Yes. And then you last, click that. The the and then go to click and drag on one of the items and you can drag it into one of the slots. Oh, Okay. Let's only see. barely connected, but I always heard the word writ and never really exactly knew how it applied to crafting stuff. And so I finally Googled the definition and it's talking about like a, with authority of law, either a command to do something or a command saying you don't have to do something. So how does a crafting writ make sense? Like, are you being commanded to craft something for someone? Because it seems yes. more like a bounty, a commission. Yes, but a writ it's, it's sounds like it's got the force of law behind like... it. 
So originally they, they began with Rothgar and the idea was that um, you were helping the, the people of Rothgar by making, making items they needed. Um, I think originally they were they were themed um, after your alliance, although I may be I may be entirely wrong on that. Um, but but yes, the idea being that the the authority of the of the province is is commanding you to make them. Okay. Because it, it used to be that you had to hand them in, like for example, if it was a level one crafting writ, you had to hand it in um, in. Uh, Vocal Guard, if you were or Merry Dominion, or in Davin's Watch, if you were Ebonheart Pact, or in Daggerfall, if you were Daggerfall Covenant. Um, yes, I guess that's it's that. probably mostly a gameplay thing, but it yeah. seems like writs are something that you can just choose to go do. They don't seem like they're portrayed as something like, oh, you're a craftsman, the king says you must make this. Whereas, like a Morag Tong writ of execution, that definitely has the force of law behind it at least in the guild. So it seemed like they should be called commissions or something, but this is just me being pedantic. It's not important. I just Googled it shortly. a short time ago. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so another thing with the uh, update 23, you know, like how with update 22, um, you get the chance to buy sky shards of crowns. I think it's 50 crowns per, per sky shot. Um, although you can only do it, of course, for a sky shard that you've already obtained. So you obtain a sky shard, uh, a zone's worth of sky shards on one character, yep. and you, then you can pay real money in the form of crowns to unlock sky shards on other characters. And I must confess, I have done this. Not, not, not as much as I thought I might, because fifty crowns per sky shard is quite a bit. But, but I have done it. Um, you're going to be able to do that with certain skill lines, which are the Alliance War, Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, Heist Guild, Mages Guild, Leisure Domain, and Undaunted. And apparently, City Court, Soul Magic, Vampire, and Werewolf will become available in future update. Yeah, this one was another one of the more controversial updates for people. Um, I have mixed feelings on this one. Part of me feels like, okay, good. I'm glad I, there is a way that I don't have to run those quest lines again on a new character because a lot of the time I don't want to have to just spend the time just grinding again that I've done before. The other part of me, though, is like this should either be already part of like account, an account-wide system and not cost real money to do. Or because it's 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 getting closer and closer, and these things I don't think are too bad, but it's getting closer to kind of a where it starts to blur the lines between pay to not have to play the game anymore. Like, does it ever get to the point where it's like, oh, you can actually pay to get these titles that you may have only got from a dungeon before, or things like that? Like, I I like that the way they're implementing it, where it's you have to already have done it to be able to get them unlocked. Personally, I think they should have been done that these should be account wide and just shared um, instead of having to pay for, especially it depends on what the price is going to be. Um, yeah. But I also think a lot of this is like, when I look at those, I'm like doing the fighters guild quest line seven times is so tedious that I can see why they would want to remove that. So well, the Fighters Guild isn't even that tedious. Um, Mages Guild is the worst one. Oh, I hate the it. The Fighters so. and Mages Guild, were, again, suffer from the 
early game. Oh, hey, this is. They are very not fun. Yeah, I would not say they were the most fun quest lines. They were interesting. I liked them. But overall, like, I've only completed them on one of my characters for across the board because I don't want to have to run around collecting books all over every single zone, like, over and over and over again. Because it's it's not anything that requires any skill or any challenge. It's just literally a time sink, so. So this is oh, a yeah. thing that we could maybe dog ear for later. I'm not saying we have to stop. I'm saying that this could be a deep discussion about the fact that MMOs are about really long-term progression. And the fact that there's character progression and account progression, like being mm-hmm. split, yeah might be a really weird choice that we've just had forever. Like, yeah. if the, if the game is designed to take months and months to progress, then should that just be an account does it, or every character takes that? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a valuable talk. talk about there. Yeah, at a later time about that. Like, kind of dig into it a bit more than we want to go into tonight. I agree with that. So, yeah, it's, Man, it's something that's in true. there. Yeah, it's something that's in there. Um, I'm curious to see what the costs are. Um, I personally hope it's expensive um, for the sole fact of uh, not like you're not just going to do it on a whim kind of thing. I hope um, that it's actually like you have to think about it and it's like, okay. The other question I do have about it is Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild. Can you do these if you... If you completed the Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild while you had ESO Plus, but then now you don't on your new characters, can you complete? Can you purchase the skill lines without purchasing the DLC? Now that is a fascinating idea and one that I don't know the answer to. Yeah, I haven't. I I was thinking about that a little bit earlier, so I was wondering if that's going to if that's going to be an issue or not. Because that would actually be great for if you're just like, I don't plan to buy Thieves Guild again because I already completed it. Why do I have to buy it again just to get the skill line on my other characters, on my alts? So that's actually, I think that'd be a great choice of it. And then it actually could end up being worthwhile. Then you don't have to spend, what is it, 3,500 crowns to buy a DLC? if it's much cheaper just to get the skill line. Is that Khajiit okay in AKB's video? Like, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. Oh, they turned into uh, a moth. Well, they didn't fall, so I guess that's something. That's for the best. Oh, Skuma uh, Cat! Oh, well, I'm no longer <laughs> worried. I take everything back. Shirogorath is one of the most lethal characters in the series when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, he killed like everyone in Morrowind for a joke. It's true. Maybe. Do we know if it was him or someone else? Because I thought sources deferred. Sources Different. deferred, but all the primary ones besides Vivek said it was Sheogorath who did it. Okay, and I don't trust Vivek, so sure, it was Sheogorath. Yeah, as I see in the chat, the other one was this, the Sigic skill line. A lot of people don't like running the Sigic skill line to get those abilities, but they're really good abilities so it's like having to do that quest with that chattering skull over and over and over and over again sounds like a personal level of torture that some people would have to do which they were fun to do once but there's only so many times you want to do things like that 
Um, so is that for it for the update 23 stuff? That's it. Kinda looks it. Like it. Um, one of the things, just as a reminder, we talked about it last week, but they still have events running in ESO. So Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood Appreciation is still going on. So you can still get your event tickets, one for a he the first heist and one for your first sacrament every day. So if you want stuff, do that. I know Pylon talked about it in his Scholarly Pursuits. And then what's the other event? The gifting event. That's where if you want to get a chance to uh, receive the Sench Rot statue... You have to sh send a friend, a uh, send at least two friends, furniture items from the crown store that equal up to a thousand crowns. Yeah, it's a thousand crowns. A, yes. Uh, total. Yes. So you know it could be like five hundred and five hundred. Yes, it has to be two uh, of them to two different people. That is a weird but kind of cool idea for an. Yeah, event. it's a get everybody interested in the store kind of thing. But the statue yeah. looks really, really awesome. So I'll be logging in tonight and sending some of those over. And that basically covers it for ESO, right? That does. Alara, did you want to mention what our Legends news is? The tons and tons of Legends news that we have. <laughs> yeah, but the only thing we have for Legends is... Uh, there's another Elder Scrolls Online and Legends cross promotion. The one that already ended was where you play ESO to get Legends stuff. Now this time, if you play Legends stuff, specifically if you win three matches in any game mode, then uh, you get a code for a Doom Wolf mount for ESO. Does any and game so mode include me playing against Lost and intentionally losing? Mm. I would assume so if it's any game mode. It says any game mode, but my my guess would be that it's it in requires, italics, I believe. Would be the the modes that actually can give you quest progress, but that is not based on like them. That's what anything. I would That's think. Guessing. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think really... it would have to be that, but it says any game mode. So, so I would confident that like story missions would work but practice matches against the the ai probably would not but again i don't know if they've clarified i'm just completely guessing i would definitely play pvp if you wanted to be sure that you get it yeah yeah I'm not unless you're really bad like on reddit yeah and you have to win three matches. yeah not if just i'm really terrible so at the game it might be a commit. long time before i win three games just grab one of those new theme decks for 500 gold and go at it. You'll Unless get it you're eventually. a brand new player, though. That's true. Use the Skyrim deck you get for free and just go at it. Yeah. Hopefully it's Or a good play one. in the story mode. If, yeah. Especially if you're a new player. Yeah. Especially if you're a new player. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. story mode counts. Again, well, I would assume any so. any theme mode, so. Yeah. But what if story mode is too hard, Lost? <laughs> asks I mean, AKB who we've seen lose many times if you can't beat like the default story for Forgotten Hero come, feel free to come to the UESP discord we will talk you through yeah. as patiently as we can to help you out with it we've helped quite a few people not Legolas though he just cannot beat some missions he is beyond our helping <laughs> but everyone else we've been able to help 
then again, his problem was with one of the missions where you play as an NPC-only deck, and he just never got good draws on it. He cannot win as swims at night in the... Oh, really? In mm. the... I don't know. Okay. One of the things That's in one Clockwork of the early City. ones. Clockwork yeah. City. No, Clockwork City. So it's one of the oh, okay. DLCs. Anyway, if you have trouble beating just like the basic beginning part of the story, we'll be happy to help you. We've got guides on the wiki. Yep. And this event goes until July 14th. So you got a couple more days here. About a week. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then in our final bit of news for the night, Blades had a golden chest week last week, so all of the daily jobs gave you a golden chest, and that is now over. So Lost, as he was saying, got a lot of good materials and gold from that. I I only got a couple of them done, and then I ran out of time to play Blades, actually, so I didn't actually get to take as much advantage of that as I wanted to. Oh, well. Yeah, it's a good... I like that, though. That's a good idea for that. I hope they keep doing things like that. Kind of Mm -hmm. incentives to keep playing there so that's awesome but yeah i think that's that's the wrap for us tonight unless anybody else has any other topics they want to discuss before we get uh get on with the show uh there was some news with blades what there was a gold chest uh week that ended (laughs) (laughs) nailed it nailed it i also didn't get to play blades even though i actually tried and that's basically it. Yeah, you couldn't get it to work, could you? You said. Nope. I so tried to log in multiple days. I'm like, okay, I'll try to get these gold chests. And every time I just... I didn't even get a, an error message. Like, I'd get to the login screen. I'd type in all the information. And it just wouldn't lock me in. Like, if I deliberately typed in my information incorrectly, it would tell me that. But... If I typed in correctly, hit login, nothing ever happened. That's so, so it strange. It was very, very sad. As a hook for a possible future topic, I got to play um, some VR games on the Oculus Quest over the oh. weekend. They weren't Elder Scroll thing, Elder Scrolls things, but they definitely got me thinking about Elder Scrolls things in the future. So I want to think about that more and possibly discuss it. <laughs> Awesome. So if you want a chance to win our contest, make sure you're in chat and joining us after the show here. We'll make sure to pop through and you can say something in chat so that we know you're actually here. And then you have a one in one of three giveaways that we'll be doing. But on behalf of everybody else, I want to say thank you for coming and listening to us again. We really appreciate you guys popping in and giving us a chance to fill your ears with all of the Elder Scrolls news. Um, If you want more Elder Scrolls news, make sure you check out our Discord channel, discord.gg slash UESP, or follow us on Facebook by searching Twitter, search for UESP, or just go to UESP.net, and that's a great place to get started with all the Elder Scrolls knowledge you could possibly need. So on behalf of myself, Lost in Hyrule, Alara, AKB, and Baratron, we want to thank you all for joining us, and have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody.